talking to you about how to fast and pray for a breakthrough. So when we talk about breakthrough, you know, I know that church people always use the word breakthrough. But, you know, maybe I just have a problem with religious people because you just destroy everything. You know, everything I want, breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Some things are not breakthroughs. You just want a miracle. Because what you call a breakthrough is this. A breakthrough is a sudden and dramatic discovery or development. It's always huge. So for a long time, malaria, and breakthrough is not a Christian word. It's a normal word. Malaria had killed people, but all of a sudden there was a time that the doctors discovered the cure. And what they said that they had was a medical breakthrough. It was a medical breakthrough. For example, if they really discover a vaccine that can prevent you from getting COVID-19, that would be what? A medical breakthrough. Right now, what, whatever they have doesn't prevent you getting COVID-19. Glory to God. So, breakthrough is actually something huge, something that drastic. So, the question is this. So, if I'm believing for a breakthrough, how will I fast? How will I pray for a breakthrough? And the reason is this. So, you know, I've been thinking about myself and I say that, why do I do what I do? One of the reasons why I preach the way I preach is this. A lot of Christians have experienced disappointment. Like, they've experienced personal disappointment. So, what that means is this. They, I've seen people that say, I don't really believe God exists. Or I'm doubting God. And the reason why they're doubting God is that, in their own way, they said that this is all that is required to do for me to achieve a certain result. But I've done all those things, and I see nothing. But what people do not realize is this, that there's a difference between magic and miracles. What's the difference? Magic is just put things put together. Miracles operate on principles, even though they're spiritual principles. I'll give an example. Some time ago, I went to pray for someone. And um, I, I mean, I, I didn't go out and pray. This is recent. And one of our leaders said, pray for my daddy. He has COVID. And I said, well, that's fine. And I, you know, I, like, I said, but I kind of sense you're worried. I said, how is he in terms of will? He said, my, I said, does he still have the will to leave? He said, I don't know. I said, go and find out. He said, how do I find out? I said, talk to your father about the future, what you want to do in six months' time and ne- next year, and see if he wants to be there. He said, I spoke to myself. He said, he said no, he didn't, didn't talk as if he will, he will be there. I said, your father is losing the will to leave. I said, he said, I said, what does that mean? I said, if your father loses the will to leave, he will not get healed, he will die. He said, why, pastor? I said, because no matter how much I pray for you, God respects the will of the person we're praying for. And, 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 and I'm saying so because most people do not realize that there's a divine respect that God expects. See, this lady come, lady come please. I'm sorry, I don't know you. Are you the next friend? Sister, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because I could tell because you guys have like golden hair. Like the three of you are all connected. I'm sorry, should, do you feel okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, what's your name? Cynthia. Cynthia. So, no, just don't look at me. So look at Cynthia there. If Cynthia says she doesn't want to get married, if I'm, if I'm dripping with her, not from head to toe, I can't make her married. There's no amount of prayer I'm going to pray for Cynthia to get married. The reason is simple, because God respects her will. If God does not respect your will, you know what you'll have, have forced us to do? It will have forced all of us to become born again. So the reason why everybody's not born again is because what? God respects will. So I says, okay, can't I pray that God will change his will? See, oh, this is very powerful. I think you guys should get this on, online. This is, let me show you something. Let me, where's, where, where's the, uh, someone should come, please. Someone says, 
Sometimes I pray that God will change our will. Let me show you what God does, how God changes people's will. This tire is just for them. I'll tell move the tires. I'll tell you, show you. I'll show you. bring one tire. Put one tire here. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Bring another tire. Just put it over there. That's fine. Yeah, yeah so that's fine. Yeah. Then bring one tire. Move it. Move, move that tire closer here. Just move it. Yeah, it is fine. So look at look at this person now. If God wants, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says the heart of the king is what is in the hands of God, like the rivers of water. What does He do? It says it turns it so ever with wheels. Does God change the will? This is how God. God does not change the will. This is what God does. When God wants to make you change your mind, He just makes sure that He puts things that will direct in your path. So when you get here, you yourself you will go back. So he puts things in your path. So God never eventually changes will. Only that God will make sure you find yourself in a situation that you change your mind. That's why it says that he turned the heart of the king like the rivers of water. River follows the path of the least resistance. They, they don't, so what, that's what happens. It follows the path of least resistance. So, God, and that's why divorce is a difficult thing to pray about. Because once someone makes up, man, I'm going to divorce, you can change it. When you pray, the best thing you can do is that God will put this thing, hoping if they come against something, they will change their mind. But that God will change their mind for them, he can do it. Thank you. And this is a fundamental, yeah. And this is a fundamental principle of prayer. When someone is lazy, there's nothing you can do. It's a decision to be lazy. So, God will arrange. So, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says the heart of the king is the hands of God. Like the rivers of water. So, you see the, you saw the river. It will go this way, come this way. Because God does not tell the river to go. He only, ex, he only puts boundaries by the river. And the boundaries begin to restructure where the river goes. Question. What has God put in your life hoping to change your mind that you're resisting? So people get to a place and God is hoping that when you get here, you can see there's no way. And you can backtrack. But people get here and they begin to fight this. Hoping there's a way. That was the problem of woman in the Bible. His name was Pharaoh. God was hoping that all the signs will make Pharaoh repent. Because many of you don't understand the 10 signs of Egypt. The ten signs of Egypt is not random. The ten signs of Egypt was because Egypt had ten gods. So all of the element that was confronted was what the gods were in charge of. All of the elements that were confronted. So there was a god that was in charge of the wind. God touched the wind. There was a god in charge of the air. God touched the air. God was touching, hoping that Pharaoh would be humble and submits to him. And through submission with him, will do what he has. But God says, I, because I know Pharaoh, he will not be humble. What is God putting in your path? Hoping you'll be humble. There are things that God is putting in your path. And the reason why God is allowing those things to be in your path, he's hoping that you will be humble. He's hoping it will change a perspective you have about marriage. He's to change a perspective about your finance. He's to change a perspective about Christianity. He's to change something. But instead of us to... Instead of us to submit to it, we begin to fight it. We begin to us want to go around it. That's so deep. I didn't even plan to share that. Can you put it back? 
All right. Let's go to something we shared. That's very powerful. That's really powerful. People say God uses pain to teach you. That's not true. You become more vulnerable to be taught when you have pain. God has been teaching you all along. How does he teach you? His Bible. He's been telling you what to do in the Bible. You will not listen. But once you have pain, you become very... Once your heart is broken, you become vulnerable to listen to God. Once you lose huge money in business, and your business person takes your money away, you become vulnerable to hear God. But before that time, you're full of yourself. You're proud. You, you know, you think everything. See, as soon as your teenage daughter or son start behaving crazy, you become very humble to hear God. So let's read. Let's talk about fasting and prayer. So what is a fast? A fast is absence from food to develop. To de- I'm sorry. A fast is absence from food to devote one to spiritual um, spiritual cause. That's what a fast is. So a fast is absence from food for spiritual devotion. What does that mean? If I'm fasting and there's no devotion to spiritual, if I'm fasting and there's no separation to spiritual devotion, what am I doing? Dieting. Yeah. <laughs> if I fast and there's no prayer, there's no Bible study, I'm dieting. Because when I'm fasting, there's, there should be that devotion to God. The Bible speaks of different kinds of fast. Let me just speak about some right now. Number one, the Bible talks about the fast without food and drinks. That's what the Bible speaks about in the book of Esther chapter 4. Esther chapter 4 says, go three days without eating and without drinking. So there's a fast wait with absolute nothing goes in at all. That's one type of fast. Number two, the Bible speaks of another kind of fast where you fast where you drink. And that was the kind of fast that Jesus Christ did when he went for 40 days. Someone says, how do you know? Because in the 40 days, when Satan tempted him, Satan did not tempt him with what? Satan did not tempt him with water. He tempted him with food. Why? Because he was drinking. He was drinking water. But the second thing is this about fasting and prayer. Did you notice also that when just Christ finished fasting for 40 days, the Bible says, and Jesus was hungry. If you fast for 40 days without water, what you come out with is not hunger. What you come out with is a test. Do you agree with me? So there's fasting absolutely without food and water. There's fasting without, with, with, um, with, with, without food. And the third type of fasting is what we call, in this part of the world, it's called white fasting. Have you heard about white fasting before? White fasting is a fast you, fast you eat, but what you eat is terrible. It's called the Daniel's, Daniel's fast. So, I mean, I, the first time I saw someone do the white fasting was about 1993. That's the first time, you know, one of the people I was close to was fasting. Was in that, and in the white fast for him, he says he's not allowed to eat salt, sugar, and pepper. Is, is that? Okay, okay. Is it okay? Oh, someone has reminded me. He said, salt, sugar, pepper, oil. So you can't eat. So those people, when they eat rice, they can't put steel in it. And the rice cannot have salt. So if they make a bar, there's no point of making a bar because they cannot eat it. The reason, so what's the point of eating? Those people, when they do the, this Daniel fast, so the, Daniel did this fast. Daniel said, it, I ate unpleasant food. That's what Daniel said. Daniel said, I ate unpleasant Because their eating is not to enjoy. Their eating is to have strength. Their eating majorly is to have strength. Their eating is to have strength. 
So someone asked him that question, so how long should I fast for? When you read the Bible, most of the time there's no specific instruction of how long to fast for. Jesus fasted 40 days. Some people fasted seven days. Some people did one day. Esther did three days. So the time of fast really depends on how you're going to follow the Holy Spirit. And the other question people ask is that, what exactly do I break my fast? When you read the Bible, some people fast and break in the evening. Some people break in the afternoon. So the time of fast, the, the thing about fasting is that you determine what you want to do and stick to it. So during this fasting, we're asking everybody fast and break at one. And someone says, why break at one? Because, and the reason why, because it's a long fast. It's going to be strenuous for people and people are working. So I don't want them to be thinking about food. I don't like, one, I, personally, I don't like breaking at six. And the reason why is this. Most of the time at six o'clock, I'm in transition. And I want to be able to have some time. So either I'm going to break later than six, or I'm going to break what earlier than six, because I just want to have some time for prayers in between. And I don't want to be just next thing let's eat but that's not where i'm staying today today i want to talk about why exactly do we fast and let me say something quickly here whatever whatever strengthens your spirit kills your flesh whatever kills your spirit strengthens your flesh i i, I want to just just for the whatever strengthens your spirit stabs your flesh whatever stabs your flesh strengthens your spirit so what does fasting do fasting strengthens my spirit because my flesh is stabbed you see there's nothing that strengthens the spirit and the flesh at the same time no sir if one goes up one must come down if one goes up one must come down if one goes up one must come down so the question is why do we fast ezekiel chapter 4 please verse yeah ezekiel sorry esther chapter 4 i don't know why i keep saying ezekiel esther chapter 4 from verse 14 this is good this is really powerful esther chapter 4 verse 14 can we read together can we read together yes. one to go Please hold on. Uh, let me give the background of the story. The background of the story is that there's this guy called Haman, very influential in the government. And Mordecai annoyed him and he said, I'm going to kill all the Jews. And he got the king to sign an authority that says all the, kids should, all the Jews should be killed at this time. So Mordecai, one of the Jews, reached out to um, Esther, which was the king's wife, the, the queen, and said, please talk to the king not to kill us. And Esther said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Because me talking to the king can make me lose my life. All of a sudden, Esther, Mordecai said to Esther, he said, Esther, oh wow. Because this is going to inconvenience you. You're trying to withhold. And he says, if you hold your peace at this time, I love something. Please, I, please, everybody, please look up here. Please, please. Mordecai looked at Esther. Because Esther seemed to be their only hope. He said, Esther, if you keep quiet at this time, we are finished. Is that what he said? Huh? What did he say? It says, deliverance and enlargement will arise from another source. You know what is important to you to know? When a man says, I cannot end him, that man is not God. God will use somebody else. 
Because sometimes I come across ladies that a guy broke up with them. A guy said no. A guy moved on. And since that time, they have been seeking their emotions. And it's almost as if, if this guy does not marry me, who will marry me? If he says he's not marrying, God will raise up 10 to marry you. See, Mordecai, what did Mordecai say? He says, if you don't help, God will raise up somebody else. Some of you, you're, you're working for a contract. And the contract you're working for, they say, well, sorry, they give the contract to somebody else. And the way you fall into depression, as though if you lose the contract, God cannot give you some 10 more. And the reason why is that most of the time when people say they have faith, their faith is in man, not in God. And sometimes God allows man to disappoint you so that you can begin to look up to him. If, 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 that, if that woman says, I can give you the money for the business, the, the funding of 50 million for the business, say, it's okay. If you can't do it, God will use somebody else. It, you know, if they say, we will fire you, it's okay. Because if you fire me, God will get someone else to employ me. You know, Mordecai said, Esther, we are depending on you, but don't get it twisted. If you don't stand up to this, God will get told to stand up for us. And I needed to stick in your mind that no matter, you know, one time I was going to preach somewhere. I don't want to mention the embassy because this is, this is public. And when I went for the interview, it was an embassy you have to play physically. And the guy looked, said, okay, you don't have this document. Go and bring it. So I went. I came back the next week. The guy looked. He said, you have this document. Go and bring it. I left. I came back. Thought that. The third time I came, the guy looked. He said, you still have this document? I said, sir, give me back my passport. He said, why? I said, do I look like someone that wants to run away? I said, do I look like someone that wants to take off? I said, go through my passport. Do you see how many visas are there that I've never been used? I said, give me back. I'm not going to see your country again. Give me back my passport. I said, you're the one that needs me. I don't need you. I'm the one going to help you. The, the consultant said, he said, what do you mean? I said, I'm not going. Give me back my phone. He said, it's okay. Tell your assistant to bring it. He just assumed I had an assistant. He said, tell your assistant to bring it. Bring the document next week. Tomorrow, I'll give him, I'll give him the passport. I'll give him the visa. See, you know what? What he saw was this. Like, if you close your door, another door will open. Why? God is the one that opens door that no man can shut. And God is the one that shuts that no man can open. Listen, let nobody be God over your life. Ah, because they want to fund your business, they're never coming Jehovah. Because they are employed, they're never coming Jehovah. Hey, my brother, calm down. Ah. It's almost so it's almost as if you are begging him to marry you. Calm down. You go and talk to the doctor. The doctor said, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do for you. And, you know, doctor said, but you're not behaving like someone. Doctor, you've done what you can do. Calm down, you're not God. When doctor says no, God can say yes. yes. Glory to God. So I don't want you to notice the response. So that when you leave here today, leave with assurance. Doctor says, you know, in, in between the service, I was looking at one testimony. And the lady said, Pastor, I just come to testify. For six years, I could not send to me online. For six years, I could not get pregnant. I had endometriosis something. What? Endometriosis. It's I couldn't get pregnant. He said, I joined the next level. I'm pregnant. There's a pregnancy test. He said, I'm going for an ultra scan end of the end of the month. And you know, and when he said that, I said, Isn't God wonderful? Because men as always say this is impossible, but God specializes in turning impossible into possibilities. 
And anybody that is not God has no right to tell you what can happen in your life or cannot happen in your life. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. hallelujah. So why do we fast? Look at this. So the Bible says this. Go gather. So, you know, it says go. <laughs> so it says, <laughs> I'm just laughing at what he said. It says, thou and the father's house will be destroyed. For who knows if you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Verse 15 says, then Esther bid Mordecai answer and says, this is, so by the time Mordecai spoke to Esther, his head came back. You need people that can always speak wisdom to your head. You need people like that. That can, when they talk to you, if your head is not correct, it becomes correct. By the time Mordecai spoke to Esther, Esther's head became correct. Look at what Esther said. The verse, verse 16. Esther said, go gather. He didn't even say anything. He said, go gather. Gather all the Jews that present the Shushan. Fast and pray for me. Neither eat or drink for three days. Neither I or my servant to do that. He said, and I will go to the king. He said, ah, my head is correct now. Question, question. First thing, the first four prayer does. Esther said, there's a problem. I will go to the king. He said, but before I go, let's settle the groundwork. The first thing prayer does is that prayer does groundwork. Ah, what is groundwork? Have you seen what I've been construction project before? Before they start doing foundation, they'll say, we want to do what? Groundwork. What is groundwork? Listen to me. Groundwork is what you do before you start any work. You want, to, you want to start a company? You want to do real estate or this and this? Before you even start thinking of too far. Hey, fast and pray to do groundwork. Because I want to do groundwork. You have this proposal. I want to send that professor. Before we and pray because prayer is for groundwork. What most people do is that they will have said building when there's not a problem with the building, they'll not start praying. And God says, Why are you bringing me in between the project? Bring me before the project starts. When the guy is sending you flowers, sending you food, bokoto, taking you to all the restaurant, that's the time to start saying, Father, don't let me eat my destiny, don't let me eat heartbreak. Is it the one or is it not? Not, 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 not that I didn't know. Once he just said, give me your finger, I gave him my finger. I didn't even, could, I could not pray at that time. The moment is conceived, you start praying. Lord, is it the one or is it heartbreaker? Many of you want to go into business partnership. I know the guy can speak good English. I know he has connection. But before you take on that, Esther said, let's pray first. Because prayer is for groundwork. Before you start processing immigration to Canada, this to London. Let's pray. Let's pray so that we don't travel and enter prison. Let's pray so that we don't enter, travel and enter one chance. Do you know some people have traveled and cannot come back home because the place is not palatable? It's not what they expected. The reason why is that everybody's journey is unique. Oh my God, we can we can have the same son name, but our, our, our journey is unique. Everybody's journey is unique. All my mates are getting married. It might not be your destiny to get married early. And there's nothing wrong with it. Because there are those that will get married early and have children late. And there are those, because everybody's job is unique. Some people will make it by starting businesses. Some people will make it in paid employment. Everybody's job is unique. Some people will be housewives and they will be happy and comfortable. And yet some people will be doing business and will never be as rich as some housewives. 
Someone say, never be a housewife. Listen, I cannot tell you what to be and not, not to be. A choice is what, be whatever God has called you to do. Are you here, somebody? Yes. Are you here, somebody? Yes. But the key, what does fast and prayer? Pray, fasting is, is grand work. Ah, some men, one day, see figure eight. Hey, before you see figure eight, see figure zero. See it in prayer. The reason why is that it's easy. Let me tell you something. It's easy to give birth to a newborn baby than to resurrect a dead baby. Don't pray when it's too late. The second thing is this. <laughs> the second thing prayer does is this. Do you know as soon as Esther prayed, she knew what she had to do. She had some wisdom because prayer brings clarity. I want to ask you, have you been in between two decisions before and the two decisions looks great? And you're not even sure what God is saying because the two decisions looks great. What fasting and prayer does is that fasting and prayer brings clarity. Acts 13 verse 2. Let's read this together. So, as we fast and pray, what are we doing? Clarity. Many of you have goals for 2021. Many of you have dreams for your home. Fast and prayer brings clarity. Acts 13 verse 2. Let's just together. I want to go. Hold on. Let's just together. I want to go. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work. Question. Is this when he called them or he had called them before? Tell me. He had called them before. So what did fasting and prayer do? Fasting and prayer brought confirmation and clarity. Some of you already know. You already know that you should go into styling. You already know you should go into fashion. You already know you should get married. But how to do it? Fasting and prayer has a way of bringing clarity and confirmation. It helps you to know the time. It helps you to know the period. That's what he does. Fasting and prayer brings clarity and confirmation. Question, do you have clarity about your life? Do you have clarity about your business? Some of you, you know why you're depressed? You are depressed because you keep comparing yourself to another. That's why you're depressed. You, you, you are here, your friends are there, and you're looking at, what's she doing? Uh, oh, wow, is that what she is? Then you say, okay, she's moved, I, I should move forward right now. But you may not have the grace that she has. And you're really unhappy. And the reason why you're really unhappy is this. You keep comparing yourself with your friend. Listen to me. Some of you, some of, I, I know younger guys are richer than me. I thank God for them. But our race is different. Can I get it? Have a look up here. Sir. When I got born again. And let me say something to you, please. Interpret this well because it's private when I got born again Bishop David Oyedepo and Pastor Deboe they were not really pastors in the, ni- in the late 80s to early 90s I'm not sure if you were old at that time those that were reading you will remember them there was a ministry called Zoe Anwuzie Patrick Anwuzie who remembers do you remember I hope you realize he's not dead. When that guy was guarding crowd, the whole of Redeem could fit into his church. If Pastor Debra had looked at him then, he would have felt like a failure looking at him. In this lecky, the first time I knew lecky was a church, there was a man called 
Gabriel Oduyemi, Bethel. You still see that church, Bethel. You don't know what Bethel is. Number one, Be- that man, Gabriel Oduyemi, was the first pastor in Nigeria, that in Fabregate. Number two, he was the first person that did all night television broadcast from his church because they had stupendous wealth and influence. That time, redeem. I'm not even sure they could afford to be on TV for one hour. Neither could winners be on TV for one hour. Talk less of Christ's embassy. Talk less. The race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. It's God that she with mercy. See, what I'm telling you is this. Be confident in your race. Leave other people. Be confident in your race. Be confident in your race. Be confident in your race. You know, when I said in the prayers, one of our staff came in. He said, ah, pastor. You know, there's this church in Abuja that's very big. They're also doing prayers at that time. He said, those people have 1,000, 2,000, 1,005. You know, I mean, you remember the staff discussion. They have 1,005. He said, how can we do doing prayer? Harvest, we have 150. I said, I'm building. Of course, that church stopped doing prayers. I asked him recently. I said, you thought it was about, what did you say, Pastor? I was so short-sighted. He said, thank you for being consistent. Because what makes you unhappy is the fact that you are comparing your progress with other people's progress. Those ministries, I'm really grateful to God for them. I'm not saying one ministry is bad for the other. But when I look ahead, because I've seen it in my life, you know when we're in school? Oh, because I went to University of Lagos. How many of you went to Akoka here? I don't know when you went to Akoka, but when I went to Akoka, there were people they called club boys. Club boys that time, when I was in school, oh my God. For you to be a club boy, you know, number one, you could not stay in the school hostel. You have to stay in the BQ. Number two, you could not enter public transportation. You had to have a car or at least be driving access to a car. Number three, your girlfriend has to be a list, eight figure. You have the kind of girlfriend. You don't talk to, I don't talk to what kind of people. So when we're in school, you will see all those boys, you know, all of them. That, that time there was this shirt reading Thomas Pink. Oh, no, you know, you know, the, you know, Thomas with a big collar and pink neck, you know, and this big sleeve over here. And you just go, you know, and you see all those boys don't rush to class you know and what was nice was all the girls loved them and all the in fact i had the cousin that was dating a club boy one time she was that boyfriend i said hello to her and she just pretended that she never knew that was how bad the influence was because many of you might not know what it looks like right now that was how bad the influence was this girl, the, you know the one we're younger you remember when we were younger no no people had cars cars were not like now that time Chevrolet just came out and this club boys bought 50 they were drivers white Chevrolet they brought them to school and they sat with drivers they were on the right side at the back and they all went to the, this hostel in Unilag called Morimi they went to the hostel to pick up their girlfriends and all the girls came out you know one by one I could imagine see all the girls were screaming pick me now I will follow you pick Let me tell you something. I know some of you, it's a childish story. So, pardon me for saying all of this. You know what? Some of those boys don't have a car again. I see them. I'm telling you, the one closest to me, you know what they did? They just destroyed that. They'll just be off social media. 
because they don't want people to be able to track them because the future is not what they look like one of the most successful people in my class is the guy that was just someone by the door why the race is not to the swift let me tell you all of you that are young life is short and life is long stop behaving as if life is a, is a relay life is a marathon because some of you now you're so beautiful don't worry everything grows old look at me I'm trying to lose weight there was a time I was trying to gain weight there was a time in my life I was eating everything to gain weight now I'm doing everything to lose weight they say save God now you will still save Ah, you will save what? Your mother, don't you say she goes to church? Every time you see her, what is, I'm reading my Bible, oh, 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 I'm reading my Bible, I'm reading my Bible. Don't worry, you will still save. My, my friend posted a video of this lady. I, I, I couldn't believe it. When I was young, there was, this, there was this old advert, Joy Girl. Do you know Joy Girl? Joy Girl. Ten, 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 ten. So, you know, when I saw the video, I saw how old, wrinkled, she looked i said my god teach us the numbers our days that we may apply our heart to wisdom hey because now you feel as if you are the hottest they were hotter than you they were hot. you feel as if because this, this because of the business you run i'm in power run business let's finish our preaching So, prayer and fasting brings clarity. Prayer, prayer and fasting brings what? I'm not saying you should be afraid. I'm only saying live a purposeful life. Because the extreme is to be afraid. Don't be afraid. Live a purposeful life. Live intentionally. So, prayer brings clarity. The second thing, prayer prepares the groundwork. Let me just read the, let me just read the prayer amplifies, sorry, fasting and prayer. Fasting amplifies our prayer. Fasting amplifies our prayer. Matthew chapter 17 and I'll read from verse 19. Fasting amplifies our prayer. <laughs> Glory to God. All of you that don't serve in church, after today's service, you will sit down here and say, I want to start. Because some of you, you, you will just be very kaftan. You know, I, I, you and your wife will just come. Just remember, the race is not to the swift. And you should be in the church that helps you think of the future. You should be glad. Matthew chapter 17, verse 19. Why do we fast? So the, Bible, the, the, the Bible says, Then the disciples came to Jesus Christ and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have a grain of mustard seed, And you sit in this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place. It shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Look at verse 31. And it says what? It says however. What does it say? However what? However what? Ladies and gentlemen, the kind you have that you are not married, I don't know the kind. The kind you have holding your phone, I don't know the kind. The kind you have holding your womb, I don't know the kind. 
But the Bible says, this kind goeth not by fasting and prayer. How many of you has eaten, made you eat away your testimony? Remember Adam and Eve, it was eating that they ate themselves out of the kind of eating. Some of you have eaten yourself out of your financial breakthrough. You were too fasting away from getting married. You could not hold it. You ate your marriage away. You were seven days fasting from confirming the business expansion. You could not wait. The funding was cancelled. Hebrews 12, 15. The Bible says, nobody should be like prophet Esau. Who ate a morsel of bread and forgot his petrol. How many of you are losing things because you cannot eat? Because you are eating rather. See where you are in your life. See where you want to be. Just a push of faith. You are going to get there. But you cannot deny yourself. You say, when I don't eat, I will burp. Listen to me. It's the only burping you have. They say, let's next level prayer. Let's wake up and pray. You say, I'm not a morning person. You will so find out that even to sleep will be a problem. Let's conclude with this. Where's my lady? Yeah. Who's going to help me here? Do you have the other guy here? Oh, we don't. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Let me just. He said, this goeth not. But by what? Fast and prayer. Let's pray. Stand on your feet. This is the first prayer. Brother Sean is going to lead us. Father, I receive grace to fast and pray this season. Let's go ahead and pray. your inside lift up your hands unto God